Welcome to Immigrants' Journeys. Imagine leaving your home country to settle in a foreign land. What would that feel like? In this show, guests share their perspectives and opinions related to their immigrant journeys. Listen to find out what challenges they overcame and how they made the transition. This episode is part of a mini-series in which I interview different members of a family who have been part of an immigrant journey. Denise's story starts in Brittany, France, when a five boys raised in a rural setting, he moves to Paris for work. There, he meets his American wife. They end up moving halfway across the world to French Guyana in South America, where they live for about four years before moving to the United States. In this episode, Denis shares his impressions of French Guyana and the United States. During our conversation, we didn't get around to talking about music, so I did some research and found some traditional music from Brittany. The intro song is called La Jument de Michel, loosely translated as Michel's Mare. The song counts down 10 years until the singer leaves. I hope you enjoy it. To learn more about this show, visit www.immigrantsjourneys.fm. Now, let's listen to Denise, Immigrant Journey. C'est dans dix ans, je m'en irai, j'entends le loup et le renard chanter. C'est dans dix ans, je m'en irai, j'entends le loup et le renard chanter. J'entends le loup, le renard et la belette, j'entends le loup et le renard chanter. J'entends le loup, le renard et la belette, j'entends le loup et le renard chanter. C'est dans neuf ans, je m'en irai. Denis, welcome to the program. Thank you, Santiago. Um, so you are from France originally, is that right? Yes, correct. I am from Brittany, West in France. I studied French a long time ago, so please forgive me if I say anything wrong. But so typical French greeting is salut, right? Salut, salut. We are like uh, hi, bonjour. You would typically say bonjour. bonjour. So say bonjour, bonjour, Denis. Santiago, bonjour, oui, Denis. When you say goodbye, do you still say au revoir? Know, au... You don't say tôt or anything like Alors, that? Tout dépend. Après, if you want to see a person tomorrow, you say à demain. Or if you, you don't have a date to see a person, say au revoir. Um, à bientôt, it's like, I hope pretty soon. À bientôt. Yeah. Brittany in the northwest part of France is steeped in tradition. Growing up in a small rural town, Denis never imagined venturing far from home. Step by step, however, Denis ends up far, far away from home. Okay, I grew up with Brittany. It's a, a region in France. My parents have five kids, five boys. I am a third. My dad was a busman. My mom worked at home to take care of us. And we didn't travel a lot. After school, everybody, all my brother and I, we went to a private school. And after my education, I went to Paris to work with Otis. It's an elevator company. It was 1991. And I spent six years in Paris. I met my wife in Paris. She studied in the Sorbonne, and she found a job. We meet, and we be married. By the time Denis married Elisa, she was already a travel junkie. 
As they dreamed of the future, they explored an opportunity that Denise's job offered, a job transfer. Denise thought that Elisa meant moving away from Paris to be closer to his hometown in Brittany. Elisa had a slightly bigger idea. It turns out that the elevator company that Denis worked for had a contract with the European spaceport in French Guyana. Denis's transfer request was accepted. After a couple of years in Paris, she said, you work, it's possible to go another country. And Otis, it's international. Guyana, it's French country. But it's a South America. It's just a North in Brazil. And myself, I didn't know nothing about. But the school, we learned more like Martinique, Guadeloupe, Mexico, more tourists. But this region in France, for me, was like another country. Population is very low. I was shocked for myself to have this experience for four years. I was working for Audis because in French Vienna, you have an European base center and Audis has a contract for all elevators. It sounds like the language was not a problem, right? Because they, they spoke French too. Yes or no. You were born in France and we learn French. But in French Guiana, it's like I said again, it's north in Brazil. You have so many people. I was not feeling in my country. Doesn't have a lot of white people. Before, do a lot of colonization. Just at the border, Suriname. It was an old colonization from the Dutch. And Venezuela. It's a big mix of a lot of population. And for myself, it was very good experience to discover this kind of culture and trying to speak the same language. It's a French, but they call it Creole. And, but the culture, it was great. Did you find that the culture was very welcoming of you being from Brittany? I don't it's It's very... Difficult to explain for, for me, I was uh, like export. It was a contract and the people, they know if you come from France, you are going to leave after a couple of years. It's rare people stay. I'm still have two friends married, kids and live in French Guiana. But usually a lot of people come from France, go back after a couple of years. So a person living in French Guiana doesn't want to be so friend, not friendly, but they are very friendly, but attached because they are going to cry a couple of years after because we need to leave. But the community is very open and we make a lot of friends. And from my experience, even though French Guyana is considered to be part of France itself and is part of the European Union, and even though the language is similar, it's French, it seems like the actual country was a little bit different than what Denis was used to. So I asked Denis to spend some time to talk about what he found different or unusual. No, we, I remember we left first week of December 1996. 
and arrive in French Guiana, the weather, it's like very hot, humid. And uh, for a couple of weeks before my company find an apartment, we stay in the hotel. And uh, I remember to spend Christmas on the beach with my swimsuit and to see the Santa Claus, it was black. And for me, I never had this experience to see, uh, yeah, Christmas is not just cold and a white person. And this is my first experience to, to see the winter time and doesn't have any winter. It's rain season, but it's very hot. And the food was fantastic because French Guiana has, after the war for the Vietnam, bring a lot of from Laos population and uh, do some uh, agriculture, agriculture. And uh, no, it, it was amazing. For me, it was a new experience. I liked the outdoor, the rainforest. It was great. Denis also picked up on how French education seems somewhat juxtaposed against the backdrop of rural villages. In France, we learn all the story, all the president and everything. But on the other side, it's still South America and they are all black and they are going to learn the Viking, something with no idea, no idea. But we need to learn in school all the French education and they are another country, they are another culture. And this is for me, was like shock. In French Guiana, I have a friend who was a teacher in a um, small village, no electricity, no transportation. She was just on a boat. Uh, we call her pirogue. Um, all the kids had a yellow jacket and everybody was black. It was eight hours on a boat, on a river, to go down the river, to go to this small village. And my daughter was the first kid, white. All these kids were to see. And she has a dress, but after, I would like to say, 10 minutes, we took off all the dress because the old kid was naked because everybody has just a tiny wonderwear. But it's, it's a culture. Given such a mixture of cultures, I wanted to hear about the food. I imagine that it must have been influenced by South America, Laos, and France, and maybe something else. Little bit to everything. It's a lot of fish, shrimp, fruits from Laos. A lot of things where I didn't eat before. And it was fresh. It was coming from around us. Coconuts. And myself trying to find a coconut on the beach, cut half and drink the milk and scoop coconut. And I can't remember the name. Just some potatoes, some oops, lot of oops, fruits, vegetable. But from this region, for South America. I asked Denis to summarise his journey in French. Je suis parti de la France 
quand j'avais 26 ans, euh, parti de la Bretagne, 26 ans, je suis allé à Paris. Euh, après Paris, je suis parti en Guyane française. Et à l'âge de 32 ans, je suis parti aux États-Unis. Taking advantage of an opportunity of a one-year sabbatical from his job, at the age of 32, Denny moved his family to the United States. Okay, donc, after I worked with Otis for six years in Paris, four years in France, Guyana, we have a chance in France, after 10 years, to stay in the same company. It's possible to ask about one year's free vacation. You are not paid, but they keep your place and you decide to do for one year something else. When I meet my wife, she's American and moved to French Guiana. My English was not so great and I didn't know any culture about her life, America. And we decide Frisia was two and a half. And after 10 years, my contract in French Guiana was over. And we decided not go back to France. We said, let's go to Spain just one year in the United States. Our idea was Elisa is going to find a job and I'm going to learn to speak English and take care of Frisia. And after one year, we are going to decide what we are going to do. But it was not a case. Look, my wife and Frisia arrived 2001, February, and I came in May to finish my contract. And after a little on this time trying to find a job, it was, we try Canada, we try New York, and for her, it didn't work. What started as a one-year sabbatical to fine-tune his English turned into living in Western Pennsylvania for about 22 years. I asked Denis to recall his observations of the United States when he first arrived. Okay, cultural shock, food was... Cultural shock, the first, it was a cold because we live four years in French Guiana, very hot, and going to New York, it was cold. And I didn't speak English all this time. And people was not listening and a little bit rude. I tried to work on a factory. It was to put some books on the box. And I remember you have a couple of guys was listening some music. And one sentence, and if you remember, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? And he was singing this all the time and he loved it. He said, oh, you're French. What do you mean? And I say, do you want to sleep with me? And he looked at me and said, no way. This is what they say? And say, yeah, you love this music. It's another language. But if you know what they say, you are going to be shocked. I'm sure he was embarrassed. But, yeah, he was embarrassed. He laughed, but I uh, didn't know. He loved this music and I was laughing because I say, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But the first years, tough to find some friends. It was 
difficult to connect because we're trying to move to, to find a place. Look, it's not so easy. You mentioned that food was a culture shock. Tell me more about that. I was, I'm still lucky because my wife's mom was a nice cook, very nice and nice food, but it's not the same flavor. Where I grew up, more border meat, more like a countryside. And the test, there are some ingredients here you can't find another place. I eat every day some baguettes, some bread. I can't find the same test, a baguette where I live in Pennsylvania. Or if I go back to see my parents on a small bakery, it's not the same. A lot of things, a lot of things like that. What other food do you miss from Brittany? I like uh, seafood because I was born on the coast. Good seafood, good steak. I don't know, some flavored butter. I like uh, salt butter. But galette, we call a galette sausage. It's a typical food in Brittany where I grew up. Crepe. And uh, yeah, it's another culture. It's another thing. I can't find the same thing here where you are born or where you live. Do you find that you retain a lot of your French culture living in the United States? I try to. I do a lot of barbecue. I try to keep a tradition. I do some crepe myself, galette. I try to do a recipe for my mom. She teach me about cook some chicken. Yes. I trying to, and I trying to give this to my daughter and my son. Did you speak French to them at home? Yes, correct. Yes, Elisa and I, when we move in the United States, we they speaking French at home, and this is why probably a lot of people are here in the United States. They say you live here for twenty two years, and you still have an accent. And you don't speak very well, you don't speak normal. And I say, I'm sorry, but no, I'm still speaking French with my wife and with my kids. And we have a community here, we speak French and I don't want to lose my culture. Did you find that people treated you differently because of the accent? Yes, definitely. Where I live here. In Pittsburgh, it's a community about 365,000 people in town. Around, it's about 1.2 million, but doesn't have too many immigrants. And a lot of people was looking at me like if I have four eyes. And all the people in Pittsburgh, it's like all a steel city. They say, oh, I'm coming from Irish or England or Polish or Italian. But I say, okay, for how many generations? Two. But they can't speak and they never went back their own language for a grand-grandparents. And I think for me, it's a culture, but the food is still 
be very involved, but speaking and to understand where they don't know. And I think they stop and they become just American citizen. And that's it. And for me, it was difficult and still difficult right now, but I didn't choose a right city about this. We travel sometime. We went to New York, Philadelphia, Washington, and you heard on the street so many different accents, people doesn't pay attention. But on this place where I live right now, no, it's every day. And here, if somebody listen this radio and come to Pittsburgh, they ask if you know a Frenchie, this is how they call me Frenchie. A lot of people know my nickname like Frenchie. In my conversation with Frisia, Denis's daughter, we talk a little bit about heritage and how the pool of a birthplace can nag at you throughout your life. Well, almost after 20 years, Denis and Frisia revisit French Guyana. When you went back with Frisia, did you notice a big difference? No, no, because it depends because I am a, a person like to go on the, where a population live. I'm not a person go to the first supermarket and buy all European food, but no, discover the population grew up a lot, a uh, lot of more immigration in French Guiana after so many years, a lot of people on the street and trying to leave South America to go to trying to find a place in Europe because this is an opening for them. But uh, not the same, same. My daughter, Frisia, was born 1998 in French Guiana. And when we came in the United States in 2001, she always said, I want to see where I was born. And in 2019, it's my 50th birthday, and Frisia was 21. We went back, and it's amazing. After so many years, we didn't go back and still see some friends, and the door was always open. If you could go back in time, like if you had a time machine, and talk to a younger version of yourself, what would you tell him, and at what age? This is a tough question. It's true when I was a kid, because I never traveled, because about my family situation, I always remember to give a friends to, to take a suitcase and go to the United States, discover. Why United States? Because it was like a dream, like we see on the movie, we are going to make a lot of money. But just to, to meet some people and travel because I was lucky. My wife loved to travel and we still need to travel more. I still need to travel more, but to just see different people and different culture and to learn how they live because it's easy what you don't know to judge and it's wrong. For me, it's something I told my daughter, 
said to my son, I said, if you have opportunity to see another world, another place, si j'avais la possibilité plus jeune, c'est de rencontrer beaucoup plus de personnes et de voyager et de comprendre leur culture euh, avant de juger euh, leur situation et leur environnement euh, au niveau de, du monde. Tout à fait. After being in the United States for about 22 years, I asked Denis what some key differences are between the U.S. and France. When you see between my friends or my family in France, and each country is different. I'm lucky, worked for all this elevator, but I'm Union, four weeks pay vacation. But when you see in France, all my friends or my family, they have like five to 10, 12 weeks vacation, all these holidays, medical. And I would like next couple of years, if I'm retired, yes, go back to France. I don't complain, but just a vacation time. And the work stress here in the United States give to the people. I miss French more to be relaxed and do a job and still have a good time. Based on our conversation, uh, is there anything else you wanted to share as far as your story or advice, observations, anything else? Each person is different depend where you live just to to try we try for one years and after we have a kids we stay now 22 years when you try something if you involve more people you are going to stay it's better to try when you don't have a kid travel to see to move and after to be established and find a place where you want to be happy. So it's interesting, you don't really say move to, you say left from. So you say parti de. Je suis parti de. Ouais. Is that the... Right. How do you say moved? Do you, you don't say that? Ma move, c'est uh, partir. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought that was left. I left. Is it the same? Uh, left, c'est je suis parti. Mais, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, the same the, the differ difference in language, you have so many words, say for us the same. <laughs> it's crazy. For us, you have just one. Well, it's because we borrow from a lot of different languages. We have a French version, a German version, a Spanish. I was teaching my kids the other day. We were, I forgot what we were talking about. They were talking about shapes, like triangle and it's like, oh, tri means three, like a tricycle, a bicycle, a unicycle. Yes. You know, and they were talking about hexagon, hexagon. And I was like, well, one is like Latin and one is uh, yeah, Greek. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what? Correct. But French yeah, is not. And, no, we don't have a, Like, I know when I talk with Lee and she give her, her expression, it's amazing. Different word. And sometimes I say... What do you mean? It's this. And she said, no, it's not exactly the same. I said, I don't, I, 
I, I don't understand. For me, it's this. We have one word. The funny thing, though, about French when I was learning French is that, so your observation is there's extra words in English. My observation is there's extra letters in French. Yes. <laughs> to make this sound like tableau, like you think, like coming from the Spanish, think it's T-A-B-L-O, but it's yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> Well, Denis, this is great. This is kind of what I wanted to do was just to capture your observations and your story. As we end this episode, I reflect on Denis' journey from a small town in Brittany to Paris to rural French Guyana to suburban U.S. setting. Retaining one's culture in a foreign land can be tough, but Denis finds small ways to bring a little bit of France to Western Pennsylvania. Both Denis and Elisa talk about the remote villages they visited and the long boat rides on tropical rivers to get there. For the ending music, I wanted to capture that feeling. The excerpt of the song that's about to play is called A Song for the Mother, performed by Prince Coloni and written by Oniel Siwode, source transportation label. I hope you enjoy it. To learn more about the show, visit www.immigrantsjourneys.fm. <laughs> Lisina poku ndinde muye fui Pampuku gina doti pewi bakane Ishifa wala egweli biukonde Awisholanga ya bifko makaye Mindate begi ndinde mama fui Nandensi ya pengi wala di